You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome to What the Spook Lore, making sense of spooky tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Wait. What? We almost forgot again. We almost we almost forgot what? It's almost been a year again. We're going to do the Monkey King today. Oh, okay. Well, but is like it, is a it... spooky one. Okay, good. We have to be on theme. Exactly. I wouldn't do that to you, Carmen. I know okay. how much you care about spook lore. It is deep and, and close and pure to my heart, and I don't ever forget it until it is now October and it's like, oh shit, <laughs> it's spook lore season, I better fix this. Uh, I'm the Crime Weaver Tyler. Uh, I'm your favorite airship captain. Swooping down for some Monkey King action. I mean, absolutely. I can't skip out on that. And uh, a monkey fellow is absolute madman, and that's just the kind of fellow I need on my crew. Wait, what? What's that poking out of the ground over there? Does anybody see that that hand raising from the ground? The instant that I said Monkey King, it just started to pop out of the ground. <laughs> That is odd, because I have not been watering any of the plants. <laughs> Hello! Oh, hey! Oh, hey! How's Hi! My name's Define Prague. I'm your new favorite rock and roll zombie VTuber. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume, big fan of the Monkey King. I love the Monkey King. I made a comic about him. <laughs> I talk about One Piece and Dragon Ball with Tyler a lot. Like, quite a bit, a number of years now. <laughs> Those are all good things. Well, well, welcome, yeah, zombie welcome. friend. Yeah, hello. <laughs> all right, well, I guess I'll put away these definitely finished and planned for notes that I had. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll uh, just go ahead and uh, sit down and make myself comfortable. <laughs> yeah, please do. Grab a snack. Mm. Way ahead of you. Uh, living not, or... Not my brains. I need Okay, them. okay. <laughs> I just want to establish some boundaries before I start chomping. Mm-hmm. Eat popcorn loudly into the microphone, correct? <laughs> I heard uh, McElroy's no pop one filter. time, so I figured that was the best. <laughs> They're famous. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. As a cursed sound, if ever I heard one. A sonic wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they tell tales of sirens beckoning you to the ground. Um, now that I'm on the ground, it's just awful i don't know why <laughs> i prefer it below the ground personally what why do you keep coming back to the ground i i am curious i mean we do there have doesn't snacks. seem to be much for you here i guess there's snacks there are snacks um, hard to get sky snacks mm-hmm. yeah you know after a while uh, after <laughs> no, harvesting buffalo birds. wings uh all the yeah. buffaloes are on the ground now so mm. yeah <laughs> come, come to finish them off I would have said there's not enough monkey. There's no monkey kings in in the sky, but that's factually untrue. 
Yeah. He loves Tons being in this guy. Yeah. Uh, last time we read chapter 22. Uh, this time we're going to read chapter 24 and a little bit of 25 because as a book, chapters just kind of end and don't necessarily resolve the story that was happening in it. Mm-hmm. So, and fuck 23. We're going to read like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well-known quality of books just, just kind of put in spaces where they don't need to be. <laughs> where, wherever you get tired. <laughs> it's like, I've done right for this week. This is your sleeping bookmark spot. Does it have anything to do with story? No. This is for you, buddy. <laughs> this Go is take the, a nap. This is the point where the writer tuckered out. <laughs> uh, just a brief character recap so you guys all get situated again on who's who. Def- desperately needed. Uh, we have four party members. Five if you count the horse that's a dragon. I do. Mm-hmm. You should. Uh, I continue not to, but you guys can if you want. <laughs> what is what is Dragon Horse's name? Horse. <laughs> I don't remember if it has a name. It's just called the Mind Horse. Yeah, and he does kind of actively do nothing for the Most large of majority this. of the story. <laughs> the Mind like, Horse? Like deliberately nothing. Yeah. A very aggressive nothing. An, an is, intentional nil. Is this like the horse from uh, Bravest Warriors that sees and knows all? <laughs> Well, he he was a dragon that ate their horse, and as penance, he now has transformed into a horse to replace the horse he ate. Mm-hmm. And what what dragon um, characteristics? Cause like, uh, what, there's like uh, kappas and uh, mm-hmm. and um, various shape shifting fairies like uh, kelpies and um, kind of like a river dragon in this case. Yeah. So is it just a really long horse? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I believe it has taken on a horse shape. Yeah, he's very rarely depicted in his dragon form. Well, you, I mean, he's got to have some dragon characteristics left. I mean, he's like, um, oh, blazes. Just a really scaly is, horse, uh... then. Yeah, maybe well, he just, just keeps that all, like, on the inside. <laughs> it scales uh, on the inside. <laughs> he he always makes me think of that, that one co-worker you had who, like, does... The absolute bare minimum, and if you ask him to do anything else, he'll just be like, "That's not part of my contract, brother." I was going to say this is a this That's is a dragon's malicious compliance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. I summed up to be a horse, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I have dragon powers, but you know what doesn't horses? So what am I going to do? I'm going to shit and eat hay, and that's it. I am not going to mix player knowledge with character knowledge. <laughs> I am committed to the bit, this bit, in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I guess mad respect for not metagaming. <laughs> uh, so the four characters that we do actually know the names of and care about. <laughs> the dragon's my favorite, so speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sanzong, the Buddhist monk that is seeking the scriptures in the West to bring back to China. Mm. Sun Wukong, a.k.a. the Monkey King. A.k.a. Goku? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zubaji, a.k.a. Pig. Uh, Oolong? Yes. And Shao uh, Wujing, a.k.a. Friar Sand or Sandy. Sandy. Which you can consider Yamcha, I guess. <laughs> oh, is that... Wait. Yeah, I guess kinda. Did they... They met a they met a punch, punch lord in the desert? Uh, and that's I... the Yamcha equivalent? It was wasn't the desert. It was like yeah, a weird. His name is Sand. It was a weird. But he's literally a water creature. 
Yeah, it was a what? river that nothing could float on for in, some reason. In Japanese versions of it, he's often depicted as a kappa. Yeah. I, I feel like I know. His primary battle tactic is to just drown you. Is that the... <laughs> that have the any of y'all seen Sayuki? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was uh, that, uh, have, Grimoire? Have any of y'all seen Sayuki? I've, I've read the bit of the manga when I was, when I was a youth. Wonderfully homoerotic. Yeah. But um, the, I, I think I know which character is. Would have been the fellow, the fellow with, with glasses, long red hair. the long red hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, the most wonderfully homoerotic of the bunch. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, Yamcha, that tracks. So everyone situated with our cast. I've uh, that's Sandy. Okay, so we have Sandy and uh, Black Tea with the pig man. Yes. Yes. Uh, who fights with a rake, I believe. Yes, he has a multi-pronged rake. And then there's um But it's like a really king. heavy rake. Like, would it be... So, like, is it a rake sort of like... I don't know, like, when I when I think of rake, I think of my time spent on this godforsaken crust of this ball. Um, <laughs> using those, those flimsy things to just scoop leaves into a pile. Is that the type of rake we're talking about? Are we... Or is, is there a better type of rake? Like, imagine if that was designed for battle. Right. <laughs> uh, imagine if that was designed okay. to kill. I mean, that's that's pretty easy. Yeah. I, I, I spent those uh, those those days using that shitty plastic flimsy tool to uh, as a child. So um, trust me, I've already thought of this. <laughs> okay. It's been used of, for that. How purpose. could I kill a man with this thing that I've been forced to do chores with? I'm. I mean, that's that's what adolescence was for me. Uh, so this week we're going to read chapter, <laughs> like I said, 24, uh, and then a little bit of 25. But chapter 24, the title is, On the Mountain of Infinite Longevity, a Great Immortal Entertains an Old Friend. In Wuzong Temple, Monkey Steals Man Fruit. I appreciate that... that they get paid by the word for their titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man my fruit? Favorite, it's my favorite Lord man of the fruit. Ring quote. I smell man fruit. <laughs> for the vegetarian orcs just, just catching a whiff of fruit testicles. is back on the menu boys <laughs> have they, a nice fruit salad they commented on like whether or not any of these characters have bathed or or showered uh, on this journey i imagine that they they take a dip into rivers when they pass them rain happens upon them it's like, I don't yeah, rain, rain occurs, and that's enough. <laughs> uh, I imagine they also relieve themselves, but that is not mentioned in the text, so you never know. Yeah, you... <laughs> If it's not mentioned in the text, I never assume it happens. <laughs> Everyone's constipated in almost every book. You know, maybe that's why Goku does piss so much in <laughs> Dragon Ball. They Wait. want you to be assured this boy relieves himself. <laughs> this boy thing? pisses. <laughs> I mean, it's a critical part of both Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Those are both by Kojima. Maybe he's just a big fan of pissing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of pissing. <laughs> Would anyone here say they're not a fan of relieving themselves? <laughs> Let's take a quick census. <laughs> I, I abstain from answering this question. <laughs> you are a zombie. I imagine you're past that. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. complicated. 
fluids. I don't. I don't want to ask uh, the questions <laughs> my, my that have sprouted in my mind. Bodily fluids is very complicated. <laughs> I mean, on a scale of delightful to not delightful, with uh, you know those two binary options, uh, <laughs> which which would you choose? I again abstain. <laughs> it's a it's a heavy depends. Did we uh did we miss anything of import in chapter twenty three, the chapter forbidden to us? Uh, I'll check real quick. Let me just read what the title was. I skipped it for a reason, I'm sure. Oh uh, yeah, I believe in you when you skip things. I've it might have been uh, might have been the viewing. chapter where they all do all their pissing and, and showering. <laughs> Yeah, I think this one is mostly just a, a traveling chapter because it is Sanzong does not forget the basic. The four holy ones have their piety tested. Oh, so piety, it is about peeing. Okay, so they did do a piss. I'm, I'm so curious as to what tested their piss, but uh, in, in <laughs> ancient, ancient was... times, but let's not dig into that one. After an indeterminate amount of walking, Sanzong and his three disciples and their dragon horse uh, come upon a very tall mountain that gives the monk pause. He fears that it is rife with fiends and demons poised to strike them on their travels. That's an extremely paranoid take on seeing a fucking mountain. <laughs> well, it's a really tall mountain, though. <laughs> so is, it, is there like a height to demon ratio that we need to be aware well, of? The taller the mountain, the more demons it might have in it. You're just you're just arguing that surface area, <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> is this is this Pokemon Tall Grass logic? <laughs> I think so. Be, beware the tall mountains, for there are monsters. That tracks. Uh, Monkey tells him not to fear, for as long as the three disciples are with him, no demon can defeat them. <laughs> Monkey King does not argue the logic that there may or may not be demons on the mountain because it is tall. He just is ready to punch somebody, anybody. Should there be a demon? <laughs> I mean, he's got a pretty good track record so far. Didn't he, like, yeah. punch God in the face? Yeah. And not get, like, obliterated? I mean, like, that's... <laughs> he's still here. He got imprisoned for several centuries, but he's good now. Mm-hmm. He's past the, the point where his, his muscles were atrophying. <laughs> As they travel the mountain paths, Sanzong takes in all the splendor around him and asks if they aren't far from Thunder Monastery yet. It's a pretty rad monastery name. Monkey tells him that they're 36,000 miles away and haven't even covered a tenth of it yet. Fucking what? 36,000 miles? From the Thunder Monastery. Has Monkey always been their navigator? <laughs> Has a He's mile... kind of just their, their jack-of-all-trades. <laughs> Has a mile always been that long? Or as long as it is today? I wonder if it's a translation thing. I imagine that the original Chinese novel did not <laughs> measure in miles. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a fair point. 36,000 miles. That's like um, around the world once and a half, I think. Pig and Sandy ask how many years that trip will take. And Monkey says the two of them could probably do it in ten days or so. But we got this dead weight here. <laughs> uh, obviously, he could do it 50 times over in a single day and still be back by sunset. Wow, Monkey, the... you're so cool. <laughs> Why does he just pop someone on his back and fucking do it then? Uh, he says, uh, but for our master, it doesn't bear thinking about. Oh, no. 
Sanzong demands Monkey tell him how long the trip will be. So Monkey says, if you went from childhood to old age, and from old age back to childhood again, and you did it a thousand times over, you'd still find it hard to get there. What? <laughs> so he's just being a dick right now. Huh? Yeah, he's just being rude, I think. <laughs> yeah, Monkey, <laughs> Monkey, you're... No one's paid attention to him in, like, <laughs> a few hours. And... Well, in a year for us. Oh, uh, yeah, for, uh, for us. He's pretty year. ornery. Yeah, so he's just throwing a weird... Ta- I can I can get there. I could go ten times today. I'd stop by a McDonald's. No problem. <laughs> but you've got to live three lifetimes, old man. So also, the... didn't wasn't the monk the one who had planned this trip when did monkey get in charge of their destination no sunzog had no hand in the planning it was this task has been thrust upon him and monkey was given to him as a bodyguard basically to get it done so why does monkey hold any of the knowledge though he does not seem like (laughs) because he's the most he's the most ancient (laughs) heaven demon in the party so everybody just kind of defers to him. And he really likes when people just assume he's right. <laughs> uh, we cut briefly away from their squabbling to be told by the narrator that this mountain is called the Mountain of Infinite Longevity. And on this mountain is a Taoist temple called Wuzong Temple. Infinite is a lot of longevity. In all this temple. <laughs> all of it, in fact. <laughs> Uh, in this temple lives an immortal named Zenyuan Zi, also known as Conjoint Lord of Age. Conjoint Lord of Age? Uh, the temple is also home to a very rare treasure, a miraculous tree formed when uh, primeval chaos was first being divided, before the separation of heaven and earth. I, what does this do do for the tree? I'm like it's it just happened it's just to a be really around old when tree. it happened. Yeah. Okay, so... It it seems like it was, like, the first thing. Okay. Before any other things. And that makes it valuable. It seems like a thing that is valuable in that it stays alive probably where it is. Mm -hmm. They're about to kill it, aren't they? And you're like, wow. That's an old thing. That's a tree. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if trees grade the same way as, like, cards, where, like, first editions are, like, really valuable. (laughs) Mint this is a holographic tree. <laughs> On this tree grew something called grass-returning cinnabar, or manfruit. Those are two very different names. <laughs> I, I will not stop giggling at the phrase manfruit. <laughs> well, we'll see if I can fix that. Some, some good dangling manfruit from those trees. Uh, it took 3,000 years to blossom, 3,000 years to form fruit, and another 3,000 years for the fruit to ripen, so that very nearly 10,000 years had to pass before the fruit could be eaten. Only 30 fruit were formed every 10,000 years, and they were shaped just like a newborn baby, complete with limbs and sense organs. Oh, that's horrifying. Don't like that one. That's not not good. This is a bad tree. (laughs) I no longer like man fruit. I don't want it. But it wants you. Anyone whose destiny permitted them to smell one would live for 360 (laughs) years. It's very specific. Oh, okay. I I was literally about to be like, Tyler, don't you dare tell me this is yet another immortality fruit. (laughs) Well, if you ate one, you would live for 47,000 years. 
So not quite, but basically. <laughs> Is this how I become the emperor of mankind? It would help, I think, to live for 47,000 years. <laughs> Could I eat two of them? I don't know what that would do to you. Does it stack? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that how I get my psychic powers? <laughs> uh, on this day, Zen Yuan Zi and most of his students were on a field trip to heaven <laughs> to attend a lecture by the original Celestial Jade Pure One, or the Lord of Primordial Beginning. Ha, okay. <laughs> I, I got a lot of questions, but they all sort of smashed <laughs> into each other. <laughs> I just came out with nothing. Uh, he it's is doing so it. funny to me in this, this <laughs> series how just like nonchalantly people just come and go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's doing a TED Talk on the product of undifferentiated unity. That does sound very much like a TED Talk. Of in heaven. <laughs> what uh, is undifferentiated unity? I would have to attend the TED Talk to know. <laughs> I mean, you're the one with the, like, the transcript, surely. Mm-hmm. It is not brought up in the book. <laughs> I've used Blender once or twice, but I'm not too familiar with Unity, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zen Yuan Z left behind two of the youngest immortals, who are known as Bright Moon and Pure Wind, to look after the temple. What's an uh, impure wind? A fart. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, Asked uh, and answered. Yeah. So, wait, were all his students immortals? Yeah, everyone in this temple is an immortal. Is that... So that means they ate the baby fruit. Yeah. Yeah, but did they, like, do immortals end up there for, like, is this just the school for immortals, or does walking through the front door grant you immortality? I think you, you work your way up thing, to living like here. Sekiro? Yeah. Hmm. You work your way up to immortality. Yeah. yeah. You gotta earn it. Mm-hmm. Earn an invite. So many questions. Like, how do I get this invite? Well, you have to you have to study as a, a Taoist monk first, and then like I look I for like a, a long time, and then you got to know the right dude, I guess. I mean, once in, like I mean, in the face of immortality, a long time is uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, so you're already on you're already on the right track with that mindset. <laughs> it's all about networking, honestly. You just your invite might be guy. in the mail. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a address. <laughs> it's gonna be a while to find you then. <laughs> oh, damn. Bright Moon and Pure Wind are the the, rec- the most recent of the immortals. Uh, Pure Wind is only thirteen hundred and twenty, and Bright Moon just turned twelve hundred. Aw, little babies. Barely an adult. <laughs> they Side were left. Yeah. On the baby fruit. Yeah. If it ripens, mm-hmm. and there aren't any people who haven't, like, eaten it already, like, you just have immortals hanging out at that time. Yeah. Like, that 3,000 years just didn't happen to coincide with someone who, who was worthy of smelling it. Do you, like, make pies of it? Like, what do you do? <laughs> do, you, do you let it rot, or do you make preserves? I think they just let it jam. rot, honestly. <laughs> can, you, can you make a jam out of it? Yeah, like this is this is a three thousand year fruit. Like, do you just do you not taste it? <laughs> You're right there, and I, pie is great. I feel like they're really banking on the fact that, like, in three thousand years, surely you're gonna find somebody cool enough. 
that's a long time to not meet anybody worthy of a fruit. <laughs> that's a real bad stretch of humanity you find yourself in. <laughs> I'm sure there's been a 3,000 year stretch where it's like, man, well, I guess this Everyone baby fruit's sucks. going into some smuckers, huh? Like, what? <laughs> We might be in that stretch right now. Oh, no. I mean, I doubt it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we just said that Grimoire is pretty worthy. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty fucking awesome, y'all. <laughs> I do actually piss excellence, since we're back on that topic. Uh, the students were left with these instructions. An old friend of mine will be coming this way before long, and you must entertain him very well indeed. You can pick two manfruits for him as a token of our old friendship. He is known as Sanzong, and he is the monk going to worship the Buddha and ask for the scriptures in the Western Heaven. He did oh, basically God. just go like, this guy's super fucking cool, you guys. Trust me. <laughs> All right, and the story has gone, ha old man, you're going to take like six lifetimes to get to this place and then meanwhile in six <laughs> lifetimes fruit village yep. <laughs> uh, right. the, two, the two guards asked how he an immortal could possibly be friends with this random monk and he explains to them that Sanzong is the reincarnation of the golden cicada whom he was friends with in a past life the fuck is the golden cicada you know, the golden cicada. You haven't heard? From the title. Okay, look, I spend most of my time <laughs> elsewhere. No, I don't fucking know your golden cicada friend. Are those, those, tr- those bastards that scream all summer long? Yeah. And yeah. The, Why would but, you be friends with someone like that? You my, need my better last, friends. My last cicada encounter was stepping outside and having one, like, aggressively attack me in the door. Uh, they have no weapons, so this largely oh, yeah. consisted of it just headbutting me repeatedly and getting I, caught been, in my hair. It I've been voluntarily horrifying. headbutted a few cicadas as well. Ugh. I have voluntarily swung a bat at a few cicadas. <laughs> Like, every time the dog tried to get back in the house, the cicada got aggressive with her, too. So we ended up being barred from our own house by a cicada and had to go around to the front door. There's a bouncer. There's a company that makes uh, little guns that shoots, like, blast bugs with salt. I feel like this is... (laughs) This is the use case. Yeah, it's a cicada. (laughs) A cicada is assaulting me outside my home. Whatever will I do to protect myself and my dog, who is very confused and tiny? <laughs> Long story short, Pull out I don't trust gun. this monk anymore. <laughs> well, no, you guys don't understand. The golden cicada, he's not like the other cicadas. All right? Yeah. When when they scream, they go, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> when he screamed, he goes, wee. <laughs> it's beautiful. Haunting. <laughs> I don't know if I trust that more or less. <laughs> Golden Cicada, uh, him diamond. <laughs> so the immortal still regards Sanzong as an old friend, even though Sanzong almost definitely doesn't remember being a cicada. Well, was he a literal cicada? Or was it like a metaphorical name? It could be. It is not remarked upon. I don't I w- think I would want to remember being a cicada. I wouldn't want God, that nickname no. either. I mean, if somebody called me a cicada, I wouldn't take that as a compliment. You just piss on their shoes. Then prove them right. He stresses to his students before he leaves 
There are a limited number of those manfruits. You must only give two and not one more. We need the rest <clears throat> for jam. <laughs> I believe this is called foreshadowing. Indeed. <laughs> All right, how's Monkey going to fuck this up? <laughs> Uh, they respond, when the garden was opened, we all shared two, and there are 28 left now on the tree. We won't use more than two. Oh, so I guess that sort of answers Carmen's question. The fruits just hang out once ripe. Yes. Just like, you know, for later use, self-preserving. <laughs> These are magic fruit. They don't go bad. Yeah. That's... <laughs> or, just thinking, how would like immortality magic fruit wine taste? Mm. I would drink that. Yeah, I don't even drink wine, and I would drink that. Yeah. <laughs> I would give that a shot. I'll, t- I'll take a, I'll take a cup a... of immortality. Yeah, this wine's made from an immortal fruit that looks like a baby. <laughs> Pour me a big glass. <laughs> I mean, it seems more humane than Orlon Bunting. <laughs> uh, Yuan Z also tells them that while Sanzong is his friend, they should be wary... <clears throat> of his ruffian followers. <laughs> and Look, definitely don't let them know about the man fruit. I can vouch for this guy, but not his friends. <laughs> I mean, he, it's its a good call. <laughs> He's not I wrong. Mean, we, we, we have watched... Uh, I mean, at this point, uh, Wukong has, like, beaten a tiger to death and then ripped its skin off to make, I think, a loincloth? Yeah, like a tunic, but and then yeah, beat a bandit to death to make pants. Yeah. Uh, eventually, our traveling party arrive at the temple, and they were greeted by pure wind and bright moon. Sanzong was surprised to find that inside the temple there were only two huge words hung on the wall: heaven and earth. Just fuck with, off. Within. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with an incense table below them. He asked the two, this temple is a home of immortals in the western continent, so why don't you worship the three pure ones, the four emperors, and all the ministers of heaven? Why do you burn incense to the two words, heaven and earth? Bright moon and pure wind reply back with smiles, the three pure ones and the four emperors are our teacher's friends, the nine bright shiners are his juniors, and the constellations are his underlings. I don't think that actually answers the fucking question. <laughs> It would be weird to burn incense to your teacher's bros. Uh, Monkey just burst out laughing, saying, They say that I get up to no good, but these Taoist boys really tell whoppers. <laughs> wow, Monkey King. You, I, I feel you like really I've missed did the miss joke. attention, huh? <laughs> you, really, you really just get a load of these guys. Sun Zong uh, asks where their teacher is, but when they explain about his invitation <clears throat> to the TED Talk in heaven... Monkey just gets angry at them. Says, stinking Taoist boys, you don't know who you're talking to. You play your dirty tricks in front of our faces and pretend to be oh so innocent. Who invited your cow's hoof of a master to a lecture? Wow. Jesus uh, Christ, Monkey. Yeah, why is he such a bigot now? I don't know. He's in a mood. He's he's talking about these guys like, like there's Scientologists, basically. <laughs> like you and your fucking money cult. <laughs> uh, sensing a fight is brewing Sanzong immediately goes on damage control I imagine sensing a fight is brewing Is maybe a daily occurrence in Sanzong's <laughs> life 
That, that sense is worn Monkey out. Monkey is talking to somebody. I think a fight's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Monkey to go and graze their dragon horse outside the gate. Uh, he asks Sandy <laughs> to look after the luggage, while Pig collects some rice from their bundles to prepare a meal in the temple kitchen. Hell's bells, I really love that the dragon is still forcing them to just, like, I'm a fucking horse. You gotta Take me feed to some me. Grass. <laughs> Clean my poop. Oh, this dragon's the best character. There's, there's something in my hoof. I could transform it and get rid of it, but there's something in my hoof. You pick it out. He wanted a horse. Buy me shoes, idiot. Comb my mane, put pretty braids in it. <laughs> Bright moon and pure wind breathe sighs of relief and say back and forth to each other, Master did warn us to be on guard against those hooligans of his. They have murderous-looking faces and coarse natures. Thank goodness he sent them away, because if they were still with him, we wouldn't be able to give him the man-fruit. Yo, I gotta say, this uh, this immortal's a real good judge of character. <laughs> I mean, just... Yeah, he hasn't been wrong yet. <laughs> yeah, mon- monkey will murder. <laughs> That's that is the, probably the most proven fact of this story. <laughs> they go to fetch the man-fruit for Sanzong, but he recoils in disgust when he sees the fruit reasonable mm-hmm. he says goodness me how could you be so reduced to starvation in this year of plenty as to eat human flesh and how could i possibly quench my thirst with a newborn baby i mean you just crack it open and oh this wasn't like a <laughs> like a literal how never mind <laughs> They try to explain that while it looks very much like a baby, it is actually a fruit, saying, they really and truly grew on a tree. Never, never take Sung Zang to, to Is It Cake. <laughs> he'll, ne- he'll, he'll always get it wrong. Yeah, he's, he says, stuff and rubbish. Babies don't grow on trees. Take them away, you inhuman beasts. Bro, literally, it's, it's literally fruit, dude. That could not possibly be cake. Hold on while I cut this child in half. Even after you like slice into the cake to show that it is cake, he's still just like convinced. Like, no, you just killed a child. (laughs) What should actually look like a child that's been by? I don't know. The path to immortality is being able to stomach child cannibalism. (laughs) The two just shrug and take the fruits away back to their quarters to eat them themselves for the fruits are difficult to handle and do not keep long before becoming hard and inedible. <gasps> what the, the hell? Go bad. Okay. See? You have yeah, to make I, pie. And you have to I make assume it after, the, after they're picked. Okay. Well, then just show them the fucking tree. I mean, if there's... Okay, there's a tree around here with at least 26 other babies on it. I don't... I mean, what if they grow like they've been like stuck there by the shrike? Just like... We're gonna get to that. <laughs> Like, children impaled on a tree. Okay, well, I'll shut up. (laughs) I don't want to derail this. Uh, The narrator chimes in with a very fun interjection here, saying, Oh dear, what a thing to happen. There was only a wall separating their room from the kitchen, where their whispering could be clearly heard. So, the... So one of the ruffians heard? Yeah, so Pig learns all about the man fruit and decides that he'd like to try one. Oh, that's the one you don't want to learn about the food. <laughs> uh, and the story says, however, being too stupid to do anything for himself, God damn. he waited so he could talk it over with Brother Monkey. 
I mean, I mean that does kind of reinforce that he is stupid. <laughs> we we can look back. I to have this information now, but I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I know fruit, and you I go want in mouth. Fruit. <laughs> Would like in mouth. Don't know the interim steps for knowing of fruit and getting fruit in mouth. <laughs> Would like fruit in mouth, tummy yummy. <laughs> But how I gotta can... ask Brother Monkey about this. I mean, didn't didn't Wukong? He's a scientist. Like trick him <laughs> into thinking that Wukong was a woman. His uh, like, like he just like, like like he slapped on a a dress. And yeah, he I, did, I did dress up as a, as his wife. I I can only he did I don't a know why, bunny. but I can only picture Jackie Chan dressed as Chun Li. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. So when he sees him walking by the kitchen window, Pig shouts, come in. Do you know that there's a treasure in this temple? Monkey says, what treasure? Pig says, I can't describe it because you've never seen it. And if I give it to you, you wouldn't know what it was. (laughs) If I gave it to you, you would think it was a human child and you would (laughs) eat it. Monkey says, don't try to make a fool of me, idiot. When I studied the way of immortality 500 years ago, I traveled on my cloud to the corners of the ocean and the edge of the sky. I've seen everything. Okay, wait, so, like, wait, he's way older than 500 years old, right? I mean, he's several centuries old. I don't know how many more than 500. I think he was under the mountain for 500 years. Okay, so he discovered immortality and they're like, well, to prison with you, after he (laughs) went on his rampage. Oh yeah, he he didn't just discover immortality. He's like an immortal like fourteen times over. Yeah, he he ate a bunch of pears. He took some pills. He, he wrecked yeah. heaven. He's a scientist. <laughs> That's why pig needs him to solve the problem of how make food and tummy. A pig asks, "Have you seen man fruit?" Then, and monkey says, "No, I haven't." With astonishment, what a thing I don't know about. <laughs> Contradicts my personal view of myself. <laughs> so wait, I think we might have just proven that Monkey's not a narcissist. He admitted to not knowing something. Yeah, but he didn't uh, like not knowing it. He, yeah, he definitely doesn't like does, it. <laughs> does anyone like not knowing something? <laughs> I do. There's a lot of things I really enjoy not knowing. Grimoire, I encourage you to go on Twitter.com. <laughs> then you is will that, be very uh, grateful for your lack of knowledge on some things. Is, is, is this what they've replaced those uh, carrier pigeons with? Just some <laughs> bird sight? Indeed. <laughs> hmm. uh, but I have heard that manfruit is grass-returning cinnabar, and that anyone who eats it lives to a great old age. Where can we get some? Grass-returning cinnabar. Wait, Monkey said that? Yeah. So he does know what it is. He just hasn't seen it. He's heard of it. He's read it in a book. What does grass returning cinnabar like mean? I don't know. It's Nothing. baby fruit. <laughs> yeah, man fruits. Man fruits the one that got used in the lexicon because it's the only one that makes sense. Uh, so pig explained everything he heard about the fruit and how monkey would need a special golden rod to knock them down from the tree. Doesn't he just carry around like a? You know, he a has a big pole? iron cudgel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine if he swung that fucking hard enough, he could probably smash some babies out of a tree. Or maybe uh, pig... just had, like, a conveniently shape-shifting power pole. <laughs> yeah. uh, pig said, you must do this very carefully. Nobody must know about it. I thought Pig was an idiot. <laughs> right, except in this case. 
I know, I know, said Monkey, who used magic to turn himself invisible. He's got, uh, he's, he's a little overpowered, do you think? <laughs> he can just do whatever he thinks of doing. Yeah. Monkey searched the garden until he found a very conspicuous tree, about a thousand <laughs> feet high and 80 feet around. Like everywhere around yeah. is just like gentle shrubs and bonsai hmm. trees. Hmm. <laughs> Which of these? Oh, oh. it's Yggdrasil. <laughs> oh, it's the one with babies hanging from it. <laughs> is it is it baby tree or is it this one that looks like a small climb? I don't know. Which one could <laughs> Oh shit, there's some fruit on this bush too. Oh, <laughs> oh so many choices. Better take all of it. <laughs> uh, sure enough, growing in its branches were some man fruit, which really did look like newborn children. The stem came from its bottom, and as it hung from the branch, its hands and feet waved wildly around, and it shook its head. So it's got, it's, it's like impaled through the ass. Yes. Oh, it it very much is like a baby. Then, like if you yeah, if it's you just it's just a baby and fruits up there wiggling around like babies. That's so fucking creepy. It's unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a bad tree. Yeah, some, least... I mean, somebody made the decision to eat one of these things to figure <laughs> out that it had. Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to understand Sung Zung's response. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very reasonable, honestly. I'm not surprised that someone tried to eat it, though. I mean, Carl exists. <laughs> we will try and put anything in our mouths. As a species. That's true. Someone someone did at some point find this tree with babies in it and think, maybe I Ooh. eat it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how does that taste? Food going mouth, tummy yummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monkey was thoroughly delighted at this sight, and he thought in admiration, what a splendid thing, a real rarity, a real rarity, as he shot up the tree. What? <laughs> Monkey, you got fucking problems. <laughs> he's he's literally that that one panel from Pop Team of the character going, ah, yes, I see. So it's like that, and an arrow pointing at them, saying, doesn't understand at all. Hmm. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, he knocked down a fruit with a single blow from the golden rod, but when he jumped down to fetch it, it was nowhere to be seen. Babies are slippery little things. That's odd. Very odd indeed. It must be able to use its feet. But even then, it won't be able to get past the wall. No, I've got it. The local deity of this garden has hidden it away from me to stop me from stealing it. Monkey, the, the pig literally told you how to get the, the fruit. Oh, I mean, he you're, used you're the stick. You're actively not doing it. <laughs> Is there a step I missed? The whack tree with rod? Baby yeah, drops there's a out, step the baby. story hasn't told us yet. Ah. Oh, okay. And so, Monkey made some finger magic and uttered the sacred sound, Ohm, which forced the garden deity forward for questioning. <laughs> oh, that's Christ, also, he was right. That's a horrifying thing for Monkey to be able to do, because imagine you're just a, a garden deity, and this murderous little creature comes and starts beating your baby out of a tree with a stick and then pulls you from your slumber it's like i have questions i don't like that he can just drag people out with an ohm ghosts yeah, yeah monkey's power is scary monkey began 
Surely you know that I am the most famous criminal on earth. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start every conversation like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm imagining I'm, I think this... I'm stealing that. <laughs> you, you know those interrogation scenes where they do a lot of jump cuts? <laughs> I'm imagining that is about to occur. <laughs> he, the, the deity is like on a chair under a light. Uh-huh. And the monkey is in like a detective outfit. And making a lot of thoughtful faces. Bad See, cop and worse cop. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're picturing like, you know, a cop show interrogation scene, whereas I'm actually just picturing the torture scene from Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> which is probably a little bit more accurate. Yeah, probably closer. Uh, when I stole the sacred peaches, the imperial wine, and the elixir of immortality some years ago, nobody dared to try and take a cut. How comes it that when I take some fruit today, you pinch my very first one? This fruit grows on a tree, and the birds of the air must have their share of it. So what harm will be done if I eat one? Why did you snatch it the moment it fell down? The deity explains he would never dare take one of those fruits, and has never even had the good fortune to smell one before. It's like he just take a big old whiff of a baby? <laughs> It can't smell good. Then he begins to explain the fucking Mogwai rules about these horrible baby fruits. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh. Don't tell me you can feed the fruits, too. <clears throat> can you feed one of the fruit to another fruit? <laughs> See, this is the kind of dark science <laughs> that we need monkey for. <laughs> if they meet metal, they fall. If they meet wood, they rot. Ugh. If they meet water, they dissolve. So... If they meet fire, they are burnt. Well, yeah, well that's, well, that's, that's, that's pretty We all fucking Me knew too. that one. Thanks. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> and if they meet earth, they go into it. They go, they go into it? Like they just don't they go... shut up about it? <laughs> <laughs> so do you, when you knocked... what, just dig them out? When you knock them down, you must catch them in a bowl padded with silk handkerchiefs. Man. If they come in contact with wooden utensils, they rot, and even if you eat one, it won't make you live any longer. Does that include the tree on which they grow? Or the, no. maybe even the stems that are a part of them? I guess that's exempt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you knocked one to the ground just now, it went straight in. And as the Earth here will live now for 47,000 years, you wouldn't be able to make an impression on it, even with a steel drill. What? So now the Earth directly below the tree is going to be around for 47,000 years. You know this is not the first baby that's fallen into the Earth there. <laughs> I... I mean, they had to get this information somehow. I mean, it's fucking dirt. It was probably going to be there regardless. <laughs> yeah, but now even if the Earth is exploded in the heat death of the universe, mm -hmm. that piece there. of earth is still going to be there. Huh. Well, no, well. no erosion will, will conquer this piece of land. So this is invulnerability fruit. Too. So, okay. So it's, it's like better than just like you live forever on aging. It's your yeah, fucking stuck. Undying. That actually be worse. A monkey tests this with his cudgel. <clears throat> and when he can't even make a dent in the earth at his feet, he believes the old ghost. Yeah, that's a thing to call it, like a, a forest god or like a garden god, just yeah. a ghost. I mean, An to him, ghost. 
What is a yeah. god if not just a ghost? What is a god if not something soon to be a ghost? <laughs> Everyone's huh. just ghosts and waiting to the monkey. <laughs> when when monkey when monkey calls you a ghost, it's a threat. <laughs> it's a promise. Both are concerning. Uh, now with a plan, Monkey returned to the tree, knocking down three more manfruit and catching them in a makeshift pouch fashioned from his cloth tunic. Which it's was not a silk? bull one with silk, but good try. <clears throat> Did it work? It apparently works, because he then rushed them back to the kitchen where Pig waited and also called Sandy in for a taste. Did all three of them get to eat one of these fruits? Yeah, so they each ate a fruit, though Pig ate his so fast in one gulp uh, he then stared longingly at the other two's fruit, oh, claiming no. he hadn't even tasted his. He did well, the Patrick hey, bit. It's literally the SpongeBob <laughs> bit with Patrick and the candy bar. <laughs> Who ate my baby fruit? <laughs> oh, pig, you piece of shit. <laughs> Well, I guess the narrator was right about Pigsy then, because like, he definitely would have been too stupid to figure that out. It would have just been <laughs> mad enough okay. to knock them all out of the tree or something. Pig has gotten Food dumber. tummy, but I missed the yummy yummy. <laughs> oh, no. I eat that fast sometimes. I don't think about it, but... It's relatable. Yeah, I mean, it's it's how I, how I develop my psychic connection with dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's based around our eating habits, which is everything, as fast as you can. Uh, we are reminded again of the thinness of the wall between the two guards' room <laughs> and the kitchen, uh, because that's a two-way street. So they also overhear the grumbling in the kitchen about wanting more man fruit, and they decide to go investigate the garden. You guys had one job. <laughs> They painstakingly go over the arithmetic of how much fruit should be left versus how much fruit is left. Uh, you mean they counted? Several times. It's I am still, I am omitting a lot of 30. it. <laughs> like they were told 28 at the beginning. This yeah, is a this is a Sesame Street segment of these two <laughs> counting the fucking fruit in this tree. Oh my god, are they fucking muppets? Is that what immortality means? You turn into a goddamn like like puppet? Pioneered by, like, an idiot ghost. Jim Henson didn't create the Muppets. He found them in the (laughs) temple. Oh, my God. (laughs) Kermit is an immortal? I mean, we we don't have any evidence to the contrary. They decide to go confront Sanzong about this, hurling insults at him, mostly about him being bald. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Man, everyone is very petty. Wow, they're real shithounds. <laughs> Listen here, you bald piece of shit. You, you and your shitty ass friends. Chrome dome motherfucker. Would you, would you, did you use your, your skull to shine a light on the tree so they can find it? Baldy? Huh? Wait, was it the guards or was it the other three that came to insult uh, Sanzo? The, the guards did. Wow, they're... Okay, so yeah, everyone's a shithead but the priest. Uh, Sanzong called his disciples forth to scold them for their behavior and asked them to apologize for what they've done. Not, <laughs> you're not going to, like, fucking throw fists with a god because he called you a bald piece of shit? I mean, <laughs> you got Wukong on your side. Like, I'm, 
All right, I want to see a battle of the immortals here. Fuck these two idiots. It's their (laughs) job to guard the fucking tree. That's where chapter 24 ended. Uh, So we're going to go a bit into chapter 25 just to resolve this storyline. Chapter 25 also is called Monkey Makes Havoc in the Wuzong Temple. Oh, we know what happened last time he made havoc. So chapter 24 was fucking around. Chapter 25 is finding out. (laughs) (laughs) So who was fucking around in in chapter 24? Was it the guards thinking that they could talk shit? No, in both cases it's monkey. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, The two guards began cursing at and scolding the three disciples of Sanzong, laying accusations at their feet. Monkey is having none of that. Uh, So he decided to go up, uh, get up to a little mischief. How dare you scold me for the thing I definitely did. (laughs) I will make you pay for those completely reasonable words you just used. In in Monkey's defense, which I will only very rarely do, um, (laughs) he is already like several times immortal. What's one more immortality? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's the fact that it's an immortality he has taken from someone else. <laughs> I mean, also in Monkey's defense, um, he is legitimately the greatest criminal known to mankind. Are you going to go shit talking him? <laughs> if, I mean, if you spend all that time, okay. If, if you take no, that's the an time. incredible defense. What are you talking yeah, about? If, if you in a t- court of law, you say, well, my client is the world's greatest criminal, as we all know. So, like, what else were you expecting him to do? It's part of his brand. We should be applauding him, frankly. Yes. <laughs> are you going to tell evil Superman that he shouldn't kill all the criminals? That's, that's Trump's defense lawyer's last stand. <laughs> In my client's defense, this is just one of many crimes he has done. (laughs) And and should we really be making a deal of this one? Uh, Faster than a human eye could see, Monkey pulled out some of his hair and cast some magic on it to transform it into a doppelganger of himself to stand there and take the abuse while the real monkey returned to the tree to properly fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) This is me at my most petty. (laughs) I have written a character kind of like this. It's like, yeah, all right. I'm going to go do my thing. Here's a projection of my face to take take the punishment. Bye. So who's stronger, Dr. Manhattan or Sun Wukong? (laughs) That's a battle I'd see. Would would you see it? I feel like you would. I wouldn't see it, actually. Be vaporized? I would would feel it in my atoms. Someone call Alan Moore and tell him we have yet another better ending than his original comic (laughs) bullshit. Like, hey, buddy, just to rub it in a little bit more, um, we have just randomly come up with a better way to end your damn comic. Stop putting aliens in everything you write. Wait, did the comic originally end with aliens? Most of his, yeah. (laughs) And so the the movie had a better ending, huh? Yes, yes. The movie's ending made a lot more sense. Um, Did Alan Moore have the grace to admit it? No. No, I'm pretty sure he's still never seen it. Yeah, I don't think he's even watched it. All yeah, right, well, I think I'd he's very mad about it. Gonna gonna give a, a quick 
credit call out to Chuck Polania, who, uh, after seeing Fight Club, said, oh, shit, they made a better ending to my story. Good job, them. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Monkey proceeded to knock down every single man fruit that was in the tree. Yeah. And then he pushed the whole fucking tree over. Damn. It's a thousand Monkey. it's a thousand He's... feet tall. That's gonna be yeah. noticed. He said, Fuck you and your stupid tree. <laughs> How dare you yell at me for a thing I definitely did. I'm gonna go do it worse. <laughs> I'm gonna you quadruple take... down on this shit. <laughs> you take the crimes I commit and you be honored that I committed them in your presence. <laughs> I mean again, like I think the the point to be made here is Monkey could do way worse. Maybe just say, well, okay, that happened. And move on with your day, because he will make it worse. I think that works if you're dealing with a, a natural disaster. Could, would you describe Wukong in any other way? No, yeah. That tracks. Uh, wiping his hands, a job well done, he just as quickly returned to where he was getting yelled at and replaced the doppelganger before anyone could notice. Uh, the two guards, I like this bit, the two guards swore at the monks for such a long time, they started to second-guess themselves. <laughs> wait, what? Like, wait, what are we actually mad about? I feel like parents would relate to that. <laughs> Shitty parents, maybe. These guards, these guards, A, suck at their fucking job, which was yeah. protect the tree and give, yeah. the, give the weird baby fruit to the, the human. I mean... They, they failed at that immediately, and they're like, fuck it, I'll eat it. Um, <laughs> and then jabbered about it loudly for <laughs> for someone else to hear about. Oh, thank God those idiots are gone, or we wouldn't be able to share our super secret fruit with you. <laughs> Man, uh, so they just left the room, right? Like, so surely... <laughs> Surely they're far enough away now for us to talk about our super secret out of sight, out of mind, am I right? So let me tell you about the super secret fruit. Uh, so they decided to go and check on the tree again just to make sure that they hadn't accidentally miscounted the fruits. And I I promise you, you guys, you didn't. You counted them for so long. <laughs> Did Sometimes... you actually have to read through them counting it yes. several times? sometimes when i'm like not sure if i've like misplaced or lost something i'll count it like five times because like maybe <laughs> maybe i did must count it those first four times yeah yeah but it's called human error not immortal error <laughs> shouldn't they be above this shit at the site of the destroyed tree the pair just lay in the dirt mumbling deliriously that's funny yeah <laughs> i mean they're gonna get I don't know. What kind of trouble do you get into? I mean, is it... it they're like terrified of what their master is going to do to them. <laughs> they, sh- they should be. They're, they're, <laughs> they're going to get killed, or worse, expelled. <laughs> Just reminds me of the uh, the retirement from uh, a good place. I think it's like uh, all your atoms are separated, placed on different stars. <laughs> yeah, how do you punish an immortal? I guess that's how. I mean... Uh, they quickly hatched a plan to get back at the monks. Yeah, that's what you need right now is vengeance. 
That's, that'll solve your problem. The punishment is inevitable. At least get some catharsis out of it. Uh, their plan is to go back and say that they had miscounted and pretend everything was fine. They would then continue their meal with the monks, but lock the doors so that they couldn't escape before their master had returned, and he would mete out punishment. Hold up. They're... Uh, so they're passing the buck. Their, yeah. their idea is to trap themselves in with Sun Wukong. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, since we're on the Watchmen kick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just kind of makes me think of Rorschach there for a minute. Uh, however, Monkey was well aware that he had wrecked the tree, so he was instantly suspicious when they pretended everything was fine. Yeah, that was kind of a major flaw in the plan, ain't it? <laughs> I think no, you're I definitely of... did wreck your fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> you're being all too chill about this, which means there's something coming. I've learned about people who can delay gratification, and I don't trust a single one of them. <laughs> I think I said the same thing recently. <laughs> uh, after the meal, Sun Zong and the others discover that they are locked in, and Pure Win gets verbally abusive again, shouting at them for wrecking the tree and stealing the fruit. Okay, so Pure Wind is just just means his his ability is to shout. <laughs> All he does is bitch endlessly. <laughs> He's got thousands of years of insults just built up inside, and he's let That's them all, all out. That's all the wind is, if you really listen to it. <laughs> Every time a breeze goes by, it's just, fuck you. You're a bitch. bitch. <laughs> uh, Monkey explained to his master what had happened, telling him not to fear, because at nightfall, once the two guards went to sleep, he had a plan to break out of the temple. He's going to bludgeon the two to death, is what he's going to do. <laughs> How how often do you think um, the monk just puts his head into his hands after hearing, I have a plan, don't worry. Every chapter? At yeah, least once? Just sobbing gently into his palms. <laughs> I just wanted a bodyguard for a trip to enlightenment. Why did I get a murder monkey? How... how- Remind me, how what control does does Sanzong have over over Wukong here? Uh, he has the Wukong has the tiara on that Sanzong can command him to halt, and it gives him an immense headache. So basically, oh, it's, it's the Inuyasha, Inuyasha sit command. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Okay. He can give the Monkey King a headache. Um, so, just curious, uh, how is Wukong not killed Sanzong yet? I feel like he fears divine retribution and being put under the mountain again. Okay. I can't go back to prison. <laughs> I mean, 500 years is a long damn time in prison. I could do a lot of crimes because I'm not going to stop doing crimes, but I can't go back to prison. Also, occasionally Monkey does remind himself that he does want to change his ways. He's just very bad at it. Mm-hmm. Is, so somewhere deep inside, he does want to be a better person. It's just impossible for him to do so. <laughs> how, how many chapters are we away from the next good thing that he does? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> we are at 25 of 100, so yeah. we got a ways to go. We're, pr- we're, no, we're still pretty early on in the character arc. Which, when mm-hmm. I say character arc, I really mean more like a character slope. <laughs> does he just get progressively worse or is it just a very very like casual uh crescendo yeah is this, 
It's a slow stroll to improvement. (laughs) Uh, When it was dark, all four travelers snuck to the front gate, where Monkey said, watch this trick. And then he kicks the fucking door off its hinges. (laughs) He might as well. Uh, He points his cudgel at the locks like a magic wand and applied door unlocking magic to them. (laughs) Which is bash. Monkey King sounds a lot like he is written by a grade schooler. Yeah, like he this, has door unlocking magic. Yeah, like like this is the the storytelling chops of a of a second grader. Just like refuse, they've got your attention and they're not gonna let it go. So they're just gonna keep making up the story as they go along and keep adding obstacles and then immediate solutions. <laughs> um, and you're like, is this is the story over yet, little Timmy? And little Timmy's like, no, he's got door unlocking power. So, <laughs> <laughs> little Timmy, you uh, just recruited this this friar Sand. Maybe he could like be important in this. Maybe anyone else maybe- could do anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Monkey King can do everything, and he has a map. <laughs> They're just the more captive world. audience for me. <laughs> uh, so the locks clattered to the ground, and Monkey simply pushed the gates open, saying, Nothing difficult about unlocking these doors. I can open the southern gates of heaven just by pointing at them. Yeah, he's scary. Uh, then he hefted his cudgel back to his shoulder and told his master and brothers, you carry on while I go back to make sure that those two boys will stay asleep for a month. Okay, real oh. quick. Is is there a, a hell alternative in this uh, pantheon? Uh, hard, to, hard to say. Yeah, it's kind is, of a... Is a, it's hell? <laughs> it's a mix. It's you, you get to go again. You get, to be a <laughs> you, you get to suffer on Earth more. <laughs> Uh, mind you don't kill them, disciple, sighed Sanzong. Sighed, yeah. She's like, I, you know what? <laughs> Head in hand, I assume. I, this isn't anything like I imagined the journey to enlightenment would be. I definitely <laughs> imagined a lot less blood, and a lot less destruction, and a lot less loss of ancient relics. Um, but I... You know what? I, at this point, sunk cost fallacy. I'm I'm in it. I guess I am trauma bonded to this monkey. Here we go. <laughs> I want to see a meeting with Song Zong and the I forget her name. The deity that gave gave them the the mission and the bands. Guan Yin. Guan Yin. I always want to say Guan Yu. That's a different guy. Yep. Um, <laughs> I just want to see a conversation where it's just like the band was a great idea, but. <laughs> It would really only work on somebody capable of, like, learning. (laughs) (laughs) A monkey, he just experiences the pain and then goes, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, though. Yeah, I'm here for it. (laughs) Uh, So the deed done, monkey streaked back to his brothers on his cloud and caught up with Sanzong, uh, and they continued west along the main road. He bludgeoned the two to death, didn't he? (laughs) <laughs> that is for you to decide I, I, Okay, I've decided he said, he said they were going to sleep for a month <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a concussion that bad Is, <laughs> is death <laughs> What are the long-term effects of concussions on an immortal? <laughs> uh, cumulative <laughs> uh, That night, the horse never stopped And they kept on till dawn 
oh, the horse knows what happened. <laughs> the horse is like, I am not getting into this. I could, I might be committed to the bit of being a horse, but there's just enough dragon wisdom in, in me that I, I am not getting caught up in whatever that shit is. You'll be the death of me, you ape, said Sanzong. That's probably correct. Yeah, this is once again what we call foreshadowing. <laughs> and that is where we will conclude this time. All right, so we introduced problem of you're not going to be able to get there in like three to six lifetimes, followed by the solution of here's three to six lifetimes fruit that we're going to give as a present to this man, followed immediately by the people who are already immortal are the ones who, or long lived, are the ones who get the forever life fruit, and our our human <laughs> fellow says don't wanna <laughs> remains just as. As short-lived as ever, and uh, probably shorter-lived now because of the added stress <laughs> that has just been... Like, he lost some years in this particular trip. Yeah, on the side of the protagonist, nothing was really gained or lost from this adventure. <laughs> just... They kind of just went to this temple and fucked it up. <laughs> and then left. And went on their while, merry way. While the people who own it are away. There's a type of hero that is known as the catalyst hero, <laughs> where they don't go through an arc. They just kind of change the world around them. I think that's what we're dealing with with the monkey at this point. It sounds like the ideal sort of hero. I mean, once you've reached perfection, is there really any need to change? Is that is that what we're dealing with here? I mean, I'm here, so yeah. He's, in a he's way. perfectly something. I just don't know what yet. He's a perfect storm. <laughs> Ah, yeah, see? Gotcha. He is a force of nature. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all for listening. And uh, thank, you, for thank you, Grimoire, for popping on down again. I mean, yeah. And <laughs> thank you, chaos. Define Prague, for popping on up. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go crawl back down there in a bit, though, but I'll let you do the outro. Uh, what, are, what are your feelings on a... As a zombie, what are your feelings on a tree that sprouts babies <laughs> um i'm unsettled by the babies and i'm also unsettled by the fact that they're just like kind of like handing out immortal immortality for free like i had to earn that shit through like dark magic <laughs> i mean that's that's it does fair. feel like the easy path well it's gone now mm-hmm. it's kind of it's no kind of like the welfare of immortality like yeah i get <laughs> why it's here but like you know you know <laughs> Well, the Monkey King destroyed that for everyone. Yeah, thank you, Monkey King. <laughs> uh, Carmen, you may have the dragon horse reins back. Oh, to, to guide us into the outro? And for the show. I don't want it anymore. Oh, you're, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, a horrifying tree filled with tiny babies that are waving their arms around is a pretty good start to spook lore. So it's we will. Yeah, I accidentally show. stumbled on that. I did not intend for that to line up, but as I was reading it, I was like, "Wow, this is scaring the hell out of me right now." I do not like this. <laughs> to, this is very bad. To be fair, from here on out, a lot of the mo- the journey to the west is going to be kind of like that. There's a lot of like spooky demon shit. It gets like the rest of the story is all spookums. Not all of it, but a lot of it. So we'll see you again in next October. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
thank you. Thank you all for, for joining us. Thank you to everyone for listening to the inaugural Spook Lore. Uh, thank you to our patrons for sponsoring this show. Uh, thanks to our top tier sp- patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, Haerius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Thimbles Are a Stitcher's Best Friend, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto Popping On Off With a Bang, Caitlin, Danielle, Soapy Fade, Janitor of the Seely Court, Ya Girl, Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespadesu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, Depraved, Shave, Sonic Wave, in other words, what rhyme with Dave, Maya, High Listus of Wimbus, Tennis Killed the Dinosaurs, A Dubious Little Creature, Haley Prime, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.